The decade of hope and fear. An age of both knowledge and ignorance. And ignorance. The greater our knowledge increases, the greater our ignorance unfolds. Quite the striking fact, both the scientists of the world has ever known alive and working today. Quite the fact that this nation's own scientific manpower is doubling every thousand years in a rate of growth. And that's all I can play of that. This is Donald Wayne and it's Trice Talk Tuesday night. Oh, I don't know what the date is. Do you know what it is, Dennis Lee? Uh, it's 420. <laughs> Drop it Tuesday, down. April 20th. 2021. I was so nervous that I was going to let that thing go too far. I forgot what day it was. <clears throat> it's 420. And uh, I'm sure. 420. Of, yeah, We're early. 420. It's, I got 1103. Well, it's 420 somewhere, Donald Boy. Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> it's closing time somewhere and opening at others. Well, welcome to Tuesday night. You Live. know what 420 uh 420 stands for Donald Wayne? 420. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Am I supposed to? Eric, do you know what 420 stands for? I mean, we're not even a half a minute into the show and you're giving me a test. <laughs> what the? Well, I think they talk about 420 standing for, of course, you know, like, 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 like marijuana and pot. But marriage I don't know if it's that. It's like yeah. uh, marriage and day. Let's see. That's the national. That's the world symbol for um, yep. smoking marijuana. Is four twenty really? Now I saw a picture of Snoop Dogg today on something. I bet you did. And, <laughs> and it had. It seemed like it had nine something on there, not some number. Well, it may have had a different number, but I'm sure, pretty sure I know what he did at 420 this afternoon on 420. So, Well, I was playing that song for you because actually the title of that song is it's Uranus. It's another version by, um, oh gosh, I forgot who. It's called The Rave Dicks. <laughs> oh, and no. I'm serious. Yeah. It is hey. not... Nine to five, uh, but it's called Uranus is the name of the song. Um, hello, Jess. Welcome to the early edition of Wacky Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jess. <laughs> so, but well, Jess just showed up. I can't let it go far enough to where they say Uranus because they really, it, it's true true to the name of the group. They really get, oh, well, get weird. Imagine. You ought to see the album cover. Oh, um, I, I can only imagine. <laughs> but. I thought, well, I'm going to play a, uh, another version of Uranus tonight. And uh, then it, it it got to that part, and it's like, oh, no, <laughs> we can't do that. <laughs> but, you know, if if you're interested, it's on Spotify. Uh, and it's, the it's planet called, in all its glory. It's, it's Yeah, there's there's more than one Uranus <laughs> in, in the mean, uh, music world. You know, 
maybe with all of our uses of Uranus that uh, it'll actually get explored. You know, maybe actually there was Mars. other albums called Uranus, but I don't know that they had songs uh, with the title. So, I wonder if uh, we can get Elon Musk to go to Uranus. I don't know. Um, I don't know. He's not been on Mars. I don't know. If, I don't know if we have a lot of influence with him, but. Uh, hey, Robert. Robert's in here. I thought hey, I'd shout out. Um, I think I might be a troll. Do you really? On the phone? Apparently. Because um, well, you know, if you look at his profile, it's not showing any followers or followings. Um, oh. But his is, you know, screen name is all lowercase. But whoever this troll is, they are hijacking and stealing our images. Um, so the caller on the line is not. Robert. Well, he's not going to talk. Yeah, now. I called you out on it too. Man, <laughs> we, thought, we do apologize uh, to our TriStock audience for that. Well, at least Ooh. he didn't say anything, or he or she or whoever it was. Um, you know, I, I guess I need to get a bigger screen because it looked like My Robert goodness. to me. Well, it did, but it was a hijacked Robert. Jeez, people, don't y'all have anything better to do? Come on, no, no. get your own podcast, and then you can just <laughs> run your mouth and say all the kind of words you want to say about anybody. Jeez, I have no patience for people who have nothing else to do with their life except disrupt others. Uh, uh, sorry about that. Well, you, well you have a change in wardrobe. Yeah, I, I may have to change this. Um. <laughs> Wouldn't bend over like that. Eh? <laughs> hey, don't Happen. don't use that phrase along with anything else we've been talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, my uh, my Bluetooth thing went out yesterday. That little device, you know, I used that that you hooked oh, yeah. me up with. Yeah, and um, yeah, it wore out, and I had I, I guess I have only been using it for five or six months, if that oh, long. And uh, so I already wore one out, so I'm on my second one. Jeez. And it's a little updated version, so I'm hoping it'll last a little bit longer. But uh, fun times. Fun times in Trice Tower. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the golden tower. I, I better watch that. Um, well, so, and then... And an yes. update on our friends, Pertwee and Honeybee. Yes. Um, yes. As some of you might be aware, um, both, both of them have tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. Um, um, you know, at last check, slightly gotten an update, but not much has changed except that both, you know, are, you know, you know are not completely out of the woods. Um, are they both in the hospital? Um, I know, I know. Honeybee definitely is in isolation in the in the intensive care unit. Um, um, I haven't really gotten much update on Pertwee. I mean, I would presume that he is, but but next time I check with slightly, um, I, I will be sure to pass an update along to y'all, and and presumably on tomorrow night's show. Um, but please keep Honeybee and Pertwee and y'all's thoughts and prayers, please. And the and you know, and some good news that I'm, I would like to pass along to our Tristock audience, our good friend Poetic of the Holy Ship announced to last Friday that she's going to be having another baby. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Um, she, she, she's due in October, I believe. Um, and 
and she's already said she's hoping it's going to be a girl, but ho- hopefully sometime in the next few weeks, she and, and, and her other half might know, know the gender of the baby. Well, there you go. Just reveal it in a safe manner. You hear so many <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. for Watch. these gender reveal parties and they go awry. Who would think that they um, would be so dangerous, but, um, well, when you put explosives and alcohol together, anything can happen. I mean, didn't one one guy die? <laughs> yeah, didn't I think he lost an eye or something. I'm not sure. I thought somebody died. Or started a forest fire. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's uh, kind of extreme. Just say it's a boy or a girl or pull out the, something blue or Well, that pink. could have stopped the whole time. <laughs> Well, uh, I guess he, that should be got me started on there. Welcome, the dude. <laughs> Let's change to that. Welcome. I, I uh, oh, yeah. Oh, see, Jess says she thinks a couple of people have died. I, I swear I wrote a road, golly, uh, read an article that said a guy died from something and exploded, some uh, like a pinata kind of thing or something. Something yeah, weird. Phallic, no doubt. I don't um, know that it went there, but well, uh, yeah. What happened? I don't know. I just saw a bunch of things on the screen here. <laughs> you trying You've to erase to something a, that's on a there? Bigger screen. We've got to. We've got to do. We're going to have to do a GoFundMe to get Donald Wayne a bigger screen, or one of those, oh. or one of those big, um, you know, magnetic. You know, the big rectangular magnetic lens things that you can put in front of your screen oh yeah 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 yeah. well you know i have that that large screen tv mounted on the wall but uh i think you ended up with the uh, connector for it uh Uh, did i when yeah when you when we stopped Uh, doing the original tristock i think you ended up with that long uh 12 foot connector we had um but if i could put it over there i could probably read everything that everybody said i'm sure which may not be a good thing, but huh. uh, uh, yeah, I need to, I need to get that one. Remember, uh, it's not how big it is. It's what you do with it, Donald Wayne. That's true. And, and, with and great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> we, um, oh, boy. I don't know where to go with that. Um, Maybe I should just move on. Maybe, maybe did, did you did you use that? Uh, your did you use Uranus <laughs> in your in your and uh, tall tales? I yet? only use mine twice a day, Donald <laughs> Wayne. No, I mean I'm pretty seriously. regular. Did you have you used it yet? In your in no, I have, I have okay. not. Okay. All right. Well, I was going to play it right after that other one, but I saw that BP wasn't here. So what's the point of me playing it again? Uh, yeah, well, I just sent him a message on Instagram that we're live unless, unless yeah, he had might, to take care of some business or something. That might have to be something you play just when you see him pop in the show. That'd be like his intro. BP's uh, intro. Yeah. Instead of saying hi, BP, we'll just play your anus. well you know maybe not in that fashion but (laughs) oh boy (laughs) Wednesday can't get here fast enough you know obviously um when they name that planet (laughs) you know and 
what 1800s they they didn't uh, realize that it would be by, such a such a uh, source of material by george what do you think we should call this planet yeah uh, well, they did have another name for it, and I've forgotten what that was now. So, but it wasn't nearly as funny. No, not at all. All right. Uh, um, where am I? Let's see. Hello. I, <laughs> Major Tom. Um, I guess we'll just move on to the first story, unless anybody has anything. Oh, go right ahead. Uplifting sir. to say about. Anything that happened today, you know, it was a beautiful day again in Georgia. It was. It should uh, be um, about 20 some odd degrees cooler tomorrow, they say. Oh, yeah. I saw that the oh, yeah. north of us, there was a line that uh, temperatures were in the 30s and 40s. So a little, little nip in the air. Uh, nip. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I know, but I'm getting spoiled these, these nice days. And I know that that bad one's coming. Uh, the oh yeah, Mister Humidity. Yeah. Oh, Colorado had snow last night. Jeff says. Oh, oh really? Wow, cool. I wonder how <laughs> how long does it, what's the, the latest that's ever snowed there? Jeff stuck. Um, I wonder. Memorial Day. Okay, dang. All right, uh, I got. I got Music Man showing up here. Is it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I probably wouldn't answer it because uh, <laughs> yeah. it's probably an imposter pretending to be. Yeah, uh, right. don't answer anything, Donald Wayne. I tell you, please, you, you you people are making this difficult for an old guy. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> now it's you people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm just you know, I was ready to hit the button, but. Um, Jeez. All right. You might as well but, just yeah. disconnect that call. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll just let him bounce there a minute. You yeah, know. let him bounce all over. Yeah, maybe they'll get tired. Um. All right. So my first little story for the night. Let me look at this. Demi Lovato. Uh, I saw a a thing on Twitter today that Demi Lovato was cut into some kind of uh, situation in a frozen yogurt shop. Have you, have you seen that? Uh, no, I'd heard something about it, but not enough to be informed. <laughs> been, so. It's a story from Breitbart. And I don't know, it's one of those things that makes you scratch your head and say, do you not have anything else going on in your life? But uh, the story's by Alana Mastrilangio. I believe, but oh, uh, it's, yeah. it was posted today. So, oh yeah, you know her. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you said that like you you know her. I, I just oh my goodness. Okay, right, shall I go on? Please. All right. So anyway, the story goes: impeach Trump songstress Demi Lovato doubled down on her recent attack of an L.A. frozen yogurt shop, The Big Chill, for offering diet foods in its store. The left-wing pop star said in an Instagram rant on Monday that she wants to work with the company to change its branding so that she can feel safe going in there. I, when I read that, I, I knew I, I was not going <laughs> to like this story. 
Um, addressing her 102 million followers on Instagram, Lovato said when she publicly lectured the frozen yogurt shop, she was only trying to make a point because she saw branding that didn't sit right with her. Now, she's in somebody else's store, okay? The singer explained that when she went to the Big Chill to order frozen yogurt, she became triggered after seeing so much diet stuff and health food stuff in the store. As someone who has struggled with anorexia, Froyo was something that I would go to because it was low in calorie and it just felt safe to me, Lovato said. So that's why I'm super sensitive when I walk into a fro in a Froyo place and I see diet stuff like I'm going to be protective of the little girl inside of me that didn't get that representation at a young age of someone saying all this diet stuff is not okay. You're worth more than that. And she's saying this. Um, I left that yogurt store and didn't get the yogurt that I wanted. And then I had a hard time the rest of the weekend. She continued the Big Chill responded to Lovato's criticism on Sunday by explaining to the singer that the shop offers food items for people with diabetes and celiac disease, as well as options for vegans. In her Instagram video on Monday, Lovato suggested the Big Chill clearly labeled its items celiac or vegan, and as she had mistaken them for diet foods. I'm sorry that I got the messaging wrong. I'm sorry that I may have disappointed some people, but I'm not coming after a small business as someone with a lot of followers, she said. I walked into a situation that didn't sit right with me. My intuition said, speak up about this, so I did, and I feel good about that. Lovato says she doesn't feel good about how the message has gotten misconstrued and offered to work with the Big Chill on its branding. I will do whatever I can to work with this Froyo shop if they want to, to help align the messaging. So where I feel safe going in there and I can eat the Froyo that I, that I want in there. Um, my intentions were not to come in and bully a small business. <clears throat> I walked in and was so triggered that I left without Froyo and it made me really sad. Being a celebrity is exhausting sometimes, she said. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. what? What? <laughs> what was that? Um, I, I just shot a, I shot a Twitter DM to Dennis Lee. Um, uh, you know, telling him something that I'm going to email oh. you about. Okay. So, <laughs> is there anything wrong with what she said? I mean, she, um, she was in. Know, <laughs> go ahead. What, what, what Demi Lovato, with all her money, may need to do is go buy her own freaking Froyo restaurant, <laughs> and then she can put up whatever the freak she wants. I mean, she's going to go in there crying because they have whatever in there. It's a business. They can put in there whatever they want. Maybe you she think? should protest outside the store, you know, and just look through the window and look at the Froyo. Everybody's eating the Froyo that she can't have because she's all broken up about it. She doesn't have to go shop there. It, you know, it, just order it online and get the, the damn, uh, you know, Grubhub or somebody to bring that crap to her. She got upset because she thought they had uh, diet stuff in her favorite Froyo store. <clears throat> Froyo store. Now, here, yeah. lady, let me let me dump some more sugar in it for you. <laughs> this one's not diet at all. Matter of fact, it runs about a thousand calories a cup. So, you know, I, I geez, just, I, I mean, is, uh, 
I don't the wording that she used, like she didn't feel safe in there because they had diet stuff or she felt triggered because she well, saw she diet. may need to, you know, to pay for a little more therapy if she's going to go into a Froyo restaurant and curl up like a little baby in the fetal position over in the corner, you know, while everybody else is getting their Froyo and moving on and taking pictures of her and posting them on their Instagram, you know, and, and you know, bumping their engagement up. Um, because, hey, look, Jimmy Lovato's freaking out in a Froyo. Well, I mean, how many songs has uh, she had anyway that really... That, that oh, well, she's, pretty, she's pretty popular. Yeah, Is she? I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I've heard one song, and then I remember when she was on um, um, American she's, Idol for a season, yeah. I think. she and she's She's got the big bucks, Donald Wayne. Does she? Well, yeah. so she... So she's special and, and she can berate this this frozen yogurt shop because she didn't All like right. the way they displayed other things. I mean, wow. you know, just- and if she posted a bunch of defamatory stuff on any one of her social media accounts, I would sue the shit out of her um, <laughs> for all those derogatory remarks, given that she's got all that money. She's just willing to piss into the wind. Um, well, you know, supposedly. She posted something on Instagram that that you know got a lot of attention. Although I, I don't ever look at Instagram, so but uh, yeah, she she got got ugly about it, and uh, just anyway, that's Demi Lovato. I I thought that was crazy that somebody felt Lord. unsafe in a yogurt shop because she saw a diet. diet. Man, what's wrong with you? Well, um, they, have, they have a. They have a diet soda over here in the corner. It's, just, it's haunting me. It's, it's haunting me. <laughs> you can't go oh, anywhere man. that has soda that doesn't have diet soda. So, I mean, I mean what does she do there? Jeez. Break. Get a life. You can't can't please anybody. And I, I like your idea. And you please no one. Take your money and start your own frozen yogurt place. And yeah. then only have that fattening crap in there. And then just... And then she can call it. She can call it Demi Yo Yo, and you know have everybody come in and have it packed with all the calories that she wants, and then you know then they'll get a complaint on her. Demi Yo Yo, huh? Over over calories. Yeah, and look, and if she does that, if she, you heard it here on Tries Talk. If she runs with that, then yeah. we get a cut of it because it came up on this show. <laughs> so it's recorded. It's out there. Yep. Take it if you want it. We have me. proof, yeah. and we'll. This thing will be. Around for a while. <laughs> the tape. Oh, so flake. Um, <laughs> hey, Sasquatch. Welcome to the show. Hey, Sasquatch. I'm glad you could come out of the woods there, sir. Um, so <laughs> I, I got one that uh, man pulls a concealed carry weapon in a gun-free mall to defend family and bystanders during a shooting. Yet another reason why you should be able to carry anywhere. Um this one is by the Washington Examiner by Emma Colton. Um, says a father pulled out his concealed carry weapon in a weapons-free Nebraska mall to protect his family and others when a fatal shooting unfolded. Every indication said our lives were in danger and I was going to do everything in my power to make sure we got out of there okay, Scott Tafoya said. The Omaha West Roads Mall is a weapon-free zone but Tafoya said he had to pull out his legal concealed carry weapon and deal with the consequences later. I knew that if I ever pulled that out, the gun, that is, it would truly be a life and death situation, and I would deal with the consequences later, he said. 
The scene unfolded on Saturday while Tafoya was trying on a new suit for his daughter's baptism, and his wife and two daughters were shopping upstairs in the mall. He saw a group of people running and made eye contact with a man who yelled, Shoot her! He ran to his family while unholstering his gun, and his wife told him she heard gunfire. Then he stood guard outside of a bathroom where the mall officials had people sheltered. He said, he, he yelled out, I, I said, I have a permit. I'm legal, he said. He later moved toward the escalators to draw any danger away from his family. Everyone else on the third floor just got added into that because the best way to keep my family safe was to make sure nobody with ill intentions came up the escalator. Tafoya said, mentioning that he didn't feel any fear during the shooting situation. He said, I was sad because I wasn't expecting to. If it was real, I I didn't think I was going to come home. Police soon arrived on the scene and Tafoya unloaded the bullets of his gun and put his hands up. I unloaded my weapon. I put it back in the holster where it was very visible that the slide was locked open. I put my permit in my hands and my hands above my head, he said. Law enforcement offers Officers also did not charge him for having a gun in a weapons-free zone, and he added that those zones put people at risk. I don't condone anyone breaking the law, he said. I made the decision that was right for my family, and I stand behind it. I may still get in trouble for it. If I do, it was worth it, he said. Two brothers, both teenagers, were arrested in connection to the suspected gang-related shooting in the mall, which left one person dead and another one injured. The investigation indicates this was an isolated incident and not a random attack, Omaha police said. <clears throat> but just think, if he hadn't had that weapon, you know, he didn't, you know, fortunately he didn't have to use it. But if he had had to, he would have been able to defend not only his family, but many other people that were there. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the, that's the argument that's been used, you know, for several years is, is when you create gun-free zones, then only criminals, you know, criminals will feel safe going to gun-free zones because they'll figure that nobody else can protect themselves. Oh, there you go, Sasquatch. I, I remember back, uh, Goodness, it must have been back in the late 80s or early 90s. There's a restaurant in Texas called Pat Luby's. You remember that, Donald Wayne? Pat Luby's? Uh, yeah, it's called Luby's <laughs> now. But, oh, the cafeteria? Um, hey, BP, uh, yes. Luby's Cafeteria? Yeah, I didn't yes. remember that one. Yes. Uh, um, and a lady hey, BP. had a permit um for her weapon but didn't have a concealed permit and was had to leave it or no they didn't allow weapons in the restaurant she had to leave her gun in the car and that day um a, a guy came in with a semi-automatic weapon and ended up killing her parents yeah. i do remember that story yeah a long time ago a long time ago i do remember that but I, I, you know they say you know there's a lot of places you can't carry a gun but I mean, the reason you have it is you're actually, you, you've got sense about you to be able to use it. You have it for protection. And you may not only just save your life or your family's life, you may save others in the process. So that's a big, uh, big, um, 
reason to, to be able to carry. Well, yeah. I mean, of course, we both have our uh, carry permits and, and have never carried it outside of the house. Of course, I, I didn't actually buy anything until last November when I or just before the election because I was concerned. Yeah. Um, I carry mine on, on, you know, on trips. I don't say, I think I, I don't carry it every day, but especially long trips and you have to watch going into different States, but you know, yeah. You, I mean, from between here and Texas, I think we're pretty safe. Um, yeah, but yeah, there are some places, you know, and, and God forbid you ever have had to pull it out to defend yourself or, or try to defend somebody else. But right. you know, it's, it does give you a little bit of comfort knowing that if something happened, you can protect yourself because yeah. you know, the police aren't going, did you see the video of this, um, uh, elderly man at a service station? I think it was on, I think it was on Twitter yesterday, an elderly man, uh, some young kid tried to, uh, hijack his car, take his car from him. And the man fought with him and knocked the kid down. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then of course the man ended up on the ground and the kid ran away and did not steal his car. But yeah. Well, good for him though. I mean, I only buy gasoline in places that I'm comfortable. And if I'm out of town buying gasoline, I'm very careful about where I go to buy it. Hola, Corazon. Yeah, I, you know, you got to be well, be, being be aware, aware of your surroundings. Yeah, exactly. Eric. They're going to have a hard time taking my vehicle. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, we, you know, we had we've had shootings here in malls in Georgia. I remember a famous one was at the Perimeter Mall. Gosh, probably over ten years ago at a food court. Some guy went nuts and, and started shooting. I think he shot three or four people at the Perimeter Mall food court. But um, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's why I don't miss going a lot of places anymore. Because, I mean, look at the news today. Uh, some people got shot in a – was it a food store in uh, Long Island? Yeah. Uh, somebody – but actually, it wasn't in the store part. I believe it was in the office part, which was on the second floor of the building. You Unfortunately, just, I feel like that's going to be on the uptick. Um, I, I, <clears throat> it just it just seems, you know, we didn't have a lot of that in the past, you know, at least a couple of years. I mean, when was it that we had the last one? Was it <clears throat> we did we have one after the um, Las Vegas? shooting i don't remember um but i don't it's know been that a while it's been a while yeah well all right let's um so what have i got brian <laughs> brian kemp um of course i've talked about this i've talked about you know it all stems from the georgia voting law the people in this country, the Democrats can't leave it alone. I mean, it's like, you know, Georgia is, is being branded as a, as a uh, racist country. But anyway, uh, there's some people in Georgia that are upset because Home Depot is not being woke enough for them. So this story is from um, 
Uh, let's see. It's from Business Insider by Tim Levin. It says that Georgia Governor Kemp slammed a pr- proposed boycott of Home Depot on Tuesday. A group of black religious leaders from more than 1,000 churches in the state on Tuesday called for a boycott of Home Depot following what they see as silence from the home improvement chain about Georgia's restrictive new voting law. We don't believe this is simply a political matter, Bishop Reginald T. Jackson, an organizer of the boycott, told the New York Times on Tuesday. This is a matter that deals with securing the future of this democracy, and the greatest right in this democracy is the right to vote. Governor Kemp, who signed the law last month, pushed back against the boycott, arguing it it will hurt jobs on social media. The left will do whatever it takes to cancel anyone who doesn't agree with their political agenda. They went after baseball, and now they're going after American jobs, Kemp said in a tweet. In a Tuesday press conference, Kemp said Home Depot employees were being unfairly targeted and that they did not ask to be in this political fight. According to the governor, the company employs 30,000 people in the state of Georgia. In an email statement, a Home Depot spokesperson spoke broadly about the company's stance on election security and voter participation, but didn't mention the new Georgia law. We've decided that the most appropriate approach approach for us is to take is to continue to underscore our statement that all elections should be accessible, fair and secure, and support broad voter participation, and to continue to work to ensure our associates in Georgia and across the country have the information and resources to vote. Civil rights advocates and Democratic lawmakers have criticized the law for suppressing voters, particularly black voters. It enacts more stringent voter ID rules for absentee ballots, imposes new regulations on drop boxes, and prohibits volunteers from offering water or food to people waiting to vote. If I hear that one more time, in the wake of the law, activists have pressured Georgia-based companies like Coca-Cola, Delta, to take a stand against it. Uh, Of course, the Major League Baseball pulled out of the 2021 All-Star Game and went to Colorado. Thank you very much. But um, anyway, so I have to to give Kemp uh, some kudos. He's, He's hanging in there and he's pushing back on all these people that are trying to, really basically what they're trying to do is pressure Georgia to, to uh, change that voter law that they just passed or do away with it altogether. Yeah, or, or conform to um, like, a, like a certain, certain like um, political narrative or else is, is basically what I'm getting from it. Okay. Somebody lose a cat? Not me. Tennis. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. I, I, I don't even, I'm not going to comment. Um, yeah. You know, the funny thing about that, and of course we've talked about the food and I mean, who in the hell is it a picnic when you go vote? I've never, I've never in my life had to eat anything when I'm standing in line to vote. Um, and, or had water, like I've said, you know, I, I, 
can't even imagine. But I know there were some long lines last year. Uh, but that's the problem of the of the counties and not not Republicans or the state in Georgia. It's the counties are responsible for that. But this whole thing about this, these um, uh, drop boxes, we never had drop boxes in Georgia until last year. Now that they had those random drop boxes all over the state, uh, they fell in love with that. And why is that such a big deal? Why? Mm. Because they can't secure them. They want them in all these locations. They had them last year where any Tom, Dick and Harry or Harry can uh, go pick them up or have access to them unsupervised. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of all the political figures around the country that are, that are constantly criticizing the state and, and using those as excuses that Georgia's trying to keep minorities from voting. So yeah, that's ridiculous. Kemp, um, and, and that's what they, they, that's usually the first thing they, for the longest, the first thing they brought up is the water and the food thing. And then, the, then the, uh, drop boxes became, the I issue. never heard the water and food thing in my whole life. I never even thought about water because, uh, <laughs> of course I'm maybe, maybe some old people, normally old people don't drink a lot of water, mm-hmm. um, you know, because then the bathroom issues become more uh, of, uh, you know, more of an issue if you're standing in line a long time. But I, I never, never in my life have, have seen food be an issue standing in line. I've, never I've, been, seen- in, I've been in line 10 minutes. I need a sandwich. <laughs> uh, I mean, how much longer I got to stand in line? Without a sandwich. Um, I don't understand that at all. I mean, you know, if, if, if SNL wasn't, wasn't so liberal, they could probably do a, a, a skit on that alone. Just well, and they're missing a lot of good opportunities there. I'm oh, they saying. are. They could, they, they oh, got yes. enough material. Uh, they could play with Georgia for a long time on that kind of stuff. Um, but <clears throat> you know, sandwiches, you see vendors pushing carts down the voter yeah. line, you know, popcorn, yeah, it's about uh, cocktail 30. I mean, how much longer is this voting going to take? Yeah. Uh, somebody better bring me a scotch out here right away. Um, and, and the funny thing is they talk about all the lines last year, but then they also talk about all the numbers of people that took advantage of voting by mail. So why in the hell do they have such long lines? It's well, so many you know, thousands of I- people. Ought to have vendors come out like at the you know the ball games and stuff. Get your hot dogs. Get your hot dogs. Um, <laughs> let's see if that's the real Robert. Oh Lord, here we go. I, I'm here not touching anything until y'all uh, tell me that I can. Um, well, the real Robert would acknowledge himself in the chat. Um, reveal yourself. Maybe maybe the next thing they ought to start selling alcohol in the voter line. Maybe yeah. more people would do in person voting if we did alcohol in the line. Yeah, but how can you how can you have alcohol and then you can't uh, let people uh, you know um, campaign with it within a hundred feet? You know, um, I don't know. Seems like I mean seriously. <laughs> okay, this is my last question, and I'll, I'll move on. Um. Can can if you can change somebody's mind if they're standing in line, 
who they were going to vote for by by giving them food or drink. Well, you know, they they weren't very very decided to begin with. Uh, you know that, or they're that very caused, easy. <laughs> that guy who was running for senate came up and gave me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and so, a coke. Um, he's, he's got my vote. Uh, my my vote all day. Uh, um, you know, cupcakes. Yeah, right. <laughs> those little miniature bunt cakes. Oh yeah. They they keep yeah. talking about it. it is every American's right to vote, but please, I mean, you, there ought to be some thought into it. <laughs> you know, we you ought to be an educated voter. If you're gonna, it's such a precious right. You ought to have some thought put into who. Well, now who you're nobody said for. anything about education in voting, Donald Wayne. You just go vote. Is that what I said? No, nobody said anything about a educated decision. Oh, just go vote. Well, I mean. Um, I don't know. That's yeah. uh, last year. You know, I think the Democrats accomplished what they wanted to last year. They they found an opportunity to just <laughs> blow the system up, and um, it's. I mean, it's, if you you want to hmm? get more people to vote, you can do a lottery system like uh, like okay, like you know, like they have the millionth shopper at the store, and then. <laughs> the marching band comes out, you know. Oh, you're the hundred thousandth voter, <laughs> and they come out and give them some kind of prize and keys to the city and shit. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, soon, yeah. Soon as you push that last button to cast your vote <laughs> on the machine, bells go off and lights flash and confetti drops from the. And ceiling. then they find out who you voted for, and then yeah. then they're like, "Oh no, no oh, no, we're no. sorry, you voted for yeah. a Republican. Oh no, sorry about that, uh, wrong no, person. No prize for you." <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, come on, twenty twenty two. I you know I'm, I really don't normally you know wish my life away, but come on, twenty twenty two. Oh, you know. Hey, slightly. Hey, Alexa. And what? PBG. Uh, Alexa. Oh, um, <laughs> I didn't know what you said. <laughs> um, well, there's a story out of Newsweek that uh, says Taiwan is to begin twenty four seven simulation of Chinese invasion. So not only do you have uh, what the Russians have got going on out there, that you, the uh, Chinese are, are threatening Taiwan more and more. Um, Taiwan's largest annual military exercise will begin in earnest this week with the country using sophisticated software to simulate a full-scale enemy invasion and gauge its reaction to a worst-case scenario lasting eight days. The first phase of the 37th Han Kwong exercise, which will begin with computer-assisted <laughs> war games, is scheduled to run 24 hours a day from April 23rd to the 30th, Taiwan's defense ministry confirmed earlier this month. The exercise will envision the most severe of enemy threats, mocking up all possible scenarios and taking into account the adversary's intent according to officials who briefed media outlets on the war games beginning this Friday. It was unclear whether potential intervention by the U.S. or others will be modeled. The computer-aided exercise is expected to simulate an attack by the People's Liberation Army on Taiwan proper, as well as its major outlying islands of Penghu, Kinmen, and Matsu. The goal, according to reports from Taipei, 
will be to repel a Chinese invasion for a full week. In his media briefing about the Hong Kong exercise, Ministry of Defense spokesperson Alan Shi said phase one would be used to evaluate Taiwan's armed forces and assess evidence of their actual combat capabilities. The week-long simulation of a full-scale PLA invasion done using the joint theater-level simulation system is the longest in Hong Kong's history since the inaugural exercise in 1984. It comes amid escalating military intimidation from China, whose officials have threatened war and reiterated Beijing's potential to use force to seize the island. Um, Taiwan's Defense Minister Chia Kuo-Ching told reporters on Monday the computer-assisted war games were extended from five to eight days in order to allow additional time for after-action reviews. At a legislative hearing last month, Chu said Taiwanese troops would fight an invasion fleet for as many days as it took. Much of the media spotlight, however, will be on the second phase, five days of live fire drills in, in locations including Taiwan, urban environments, and its many beaches along the western coast. Uh, the country's Army, Air Force, Navy, and Coast Guard are scheduled to take part in large-scale anti-landing exercises and the simulated defense of air bases, as well as other key infrastructure. So they're gearing up uh, over there uh, at this year's old Han Kuang exercise uh, to prepare for the possible invasion. Yes. Yeah. Han Kuang? Yeah. uh, Low, that is. Han Kuang. Okay. Horrible. Horrible. Um, yeah, this is it seems to be a lot of a lot of uh activity going on on the other side of the pond there. Um (laughs) why not? Uh look who we have as president. Look look what he's doing to the military. Yeah. (laughs) Budget. Uh do you think anybody's really afraid of what Joe Biden's going to do? I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure that everybody's a little <clears throat> a little skeptical about what's going to take place under this um, this president. So, yeah. Well, that's what's going on over there. Said we. Just gotta gotta appreciate the voters of 2020. Um, since uh, do you want to do that little thing since uh, BP's in here? Oh, go ahead, Donald. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll take a a short intermission here uh, with a little musical interlude. Yeah. Right.
Sounds awesome. Did I get it loud enough there at the end? I, I can't mean, tell. You know, your, your anus never sounded better, Donald. Oh, Wayne, well. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, All right, that's, everybody. that's the same words I hear on my annual physical every year. <laughs> well, in case anybody's just joining us, this is Trice Talk. So uh, if you're new here, please give this show a follow and and if you've missed any previous episodes, they're available for download. Uh, but but you'll be Amen. learning more details at the end of the show. And we hope you're enjoying tonight's show. And we're continuing on with the second half right now. All right. Yes, Thanks, and this Eric. is not Wednesday. Right. No, it's not Wednesday. But hey, you know we can we can uh, ad lib from time to time. That's right. Uh, yeah. Especially, <laughs> just be glad that we're we're not drinking like we used to do with the old show um, oh my <laughs> well i think we've got the the calendar day and this day coming up soon well i think uh dennis lee do you have a this day in history well i'm glad you said something donald wayne of course we have a day in history and it's today um and that song was a perfect segue for this day in history on april 20th 1945 Operation Corn Cob is launched while Hitler celebrates his birthday. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> what? <Come on. laughs> Operation Corn Cob is launched while Hitler celebrates his birthday. Um, okay. Allied <laughs> Allied bombers in Italy begin a three day attack on the bridges over the rivers Adige and Brenta to cut off German lines to retreat. On the peninsula. Meanwhile, Adolf Hitler celebrates his 56th birthday as a Gestapo reign of terror results in the hanging of 20 Russian prisoners of war and 20 Jewish children of these, at least nine under, are under the age of 12. All of the victims have been taken from Auschwitz to Neuengam, the place of execution for the purpose of medical experimentation by this sick word that I can't say. Um, but I believe that corn cob was, uh, operation corn cob alluded to the blowing up of the, um, bridges, um, not to the latter of the story. So I just thought it was very interesting that there was a, uh, military operation dubbed operation corn cob. So 
That happened on April 20th, 1945. Oh, thank well, you for being and, of, and, of course, today is also the 22nd anniversary of the Columbine School shooting, too. <clears throat> yes, yes. I was going to go there with that, but the story was way too long. Right. Oh, yeah, um, that was a horrible day. I, and I think, like, the stories that came out of that, like the story of Rachel Scott, um, you know, like the – like the like the like the ch- chain of of kindness, like you know, I think you know, I I remember that story, like you know, like you know, traveling the country, of course. Um, you know, I don't know if anybody ever heard of that. That's the story worth looking into. And then, of course, you know, one of the the perpetrators of that, like Dylan Klebold, like his, I think his mother, I think, you know, has basically you know, like written like um, a tell-all book, like chronicling the story, you know, and, and the regret she had has to this day of of doing very little or nothing to stop it. Mm-hmm. Be her name is Sue Klebold. That's her name. <clears throat> that would be difficult. Oh, yeah. And I remember that the, exactly one month to the day after that, there was the Heritage High School shooting you know, in, in the county that I used to live in. Okay. Um, oh, I didn't know that, Jess. Um, in, got, she got married that on that very day. Here in Georgia, Eric? Uh, yeah, Conyers, Georgia, like Heritage High School shooting that May 20th, 1999. Oh, yeah. Okay. But um, carry on. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I was, I'm sorry. I was, what? <laughs> I was, uh, you really need to put your cat down on the floor, Dennis Lee. <laughs> well, nobody puts kitty in the corner. Um, <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> what, what is, uh, nope. Um, I was trying, trying to do a clip to go with one of the uh, calendar day things, but I don't know that I'm going to make it work out. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I should have asked you to pull that up for me. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know how well that would work. Uh, <laughs> let, let, me, let me send you a message here and see if you, oh, can, see if you can handle that. So just can you add lib for a second while I type oh, yeah. this in there? Yeah, type that in there. Just uh, here, let me, for, for you, those of y'all that missed it, let me pull it back out here. I don't know where. For what? Oh, yeah, Tron Cat. Yeah, Tron Cat would have probably. I think Tron Cat <laughs> would enjoy that. I don't know if he's on the Discord or. Um, Shopping with Google helps you find whatever you're looking for. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, well, how helpful. Yes, um, <laughs> BP. I mean, my goodness. Um, no videos. Are, are you? <laughs> are you sending a message? Yes, I'm trying, but I'm. You're scaring me. Are you distracted by my kitty? Yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, you said fill the air. You didn't say what with. Well, I'm, yeah, 
I it guess I should have been a little like more a, specific. Like a happy kitty, doesn't it, Turn? <laughs> okay. All right. I need to hurry up and send that to you so we can get beyond that. Um, what are you, you downloading sounds of animals or something? Or something like that? What in the hell? Did that, did oh. that not come out right? Okay. You know what? Right. I'm, okay. Uh, once right. I got to the end of the the, the thing, then I yeah, okay. so it all made sense. <laughs> I'm worried about what I'm going to pull up here. Uh, uh, all right, so uh, we're ready for um, National Calendar Day. <laughs> okay, well here it is. Actually, hold on one second, Donnelly. Okay, what? Oh, you need it now, or you want to wait? Well, I was, I was kind of thinking maybe when I got to that particular item. Uh, oh, okay. We, we need the boys to uh, do their thing first. Well, we appreciate y'all being a part of the um, the discussion. I know. <laughs> it's, this is like a planning session. Uh, 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 we apologize for the difficulty. Here you go. Boys, well, this is Christ talking the raw. Oh, my goodness. No pictures, please. <laughs> Are the boys with this? Those guys. I love, I love, I love my calendar girl. Oh, sweet calendar girl. I love, I love, I love my calendar girl. Each and every day of the Uh, it's they're a little slow tonight. So what happened? Did, I don't know. They got upset. I think it was about the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt. Um, actually, it'll be. I have one to do, and then I need that for the <clears throat> second one. So when I finish this first one, you can just jump right in there. I think they were taking part in four twenty day there, Jessica. Um, um, that or moonshine. I mean, you know, more than likely moonshine for for that group, wouldn't you think? Oh yeah, depending on what old, part of Georgia little, they're in. A little bit of the old corn liquor. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I knew somebody used to do that before they would eat corn on the cob. They would. They would well, if you they, lick your cob, the butter would, sticks on it better. They would lick so. all the butter off of it before they would <clears throat> yeah. start eating it. it was or weird. lick it, lick your cob to put salt on it. Um, oh, yeah. Huh. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Makes, it, <laughs> what kind of people do we know? Oh, all right, oh so the first day is uh, <laughs> National Chocolate-Covered Cashews Day. I mean... Can they? I mean, they're going to just do each nut individually, and they're going to put chocolate on it. Right, well, I mean, chocolate is um, good. But uh, originally native to northeastern Brazil, cashew trees are now widely grown in tropical climated, climated, tropical climate areas of the world uh, for their fruit and nuts. I didn't know they had fruit on cashew trees. Did, hmm. did you know cashew trees can grow as tall as 32 feet? I did not. And um, I, I got something else you probably didn't know. Did you know that cashew nutshell is toxic? 
Toxic. <laughs> like it's on TikTok? It's toxic. Yeah, it's oh, toxic. Yeah. Um, the nut, oh. the shell of the nut is toxic. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what it says. I don't know that for real, but... I don't know that I've ever seen a cashew nutshell. I've never seen. I, they've always I, been in a can, you know, my, with the planter's nut I on it. I get all my cashews de-shelled. Um, yeah, so that's probably why, if they're toxic, you know, people... You know, because some people like to crack their nuts, you know, with their teeth. And <laughs> well, I mean, I had a couple of friends that did that, but uh, yeah. So if you did that with a toxic shell, that would be dangerous, I would imagine. Um, but it goes on to say, like almost any nut, cashews are scrumptious when dipped in your favorite chocolate. So, yeah, that's a that's a very that's a very good word, scrumptious. Doesn't it just sound good to say? Well, it makes makes you scrumptious. Yeah, um, it's yeah. an appetizing word, isn't it? Makes especially you if it's chocolate it and scrumptious are in the same <laughs> sentence, <laughs> or or that's right, slightly, <laughs> <laughs> or dipped. You know, if you use the word dipped in the same sentence uh-huh. as scrumptious. Scrumptiously dipped. Oh, my goodness. That's almost pornographic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now since we're doing so good on the planning, Dennis Lee, now would be a good time. Okay. Let me unload Before my second day of the uh, calendar. Just wait here a minute. to see someone. Did they die? No, Lowell. Everyone dies, you know. I know, but not for a long, long time. Now, until Mrs. Hagley comes back, we have someone special to help. This is Mr. Kimball, your new kindergarten teacher. Well... Now let's everybody say good morning, Mr. Kimball. Good morning, Mr. Kimball. Good morning. They're all yours. I'll be watching you. Hi. How are you? I'm very happy to be here. First, I would like to just get to know you. (laughs) (laughs) Quiet. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. How many of you were born in Astoria? Come on, raise your hands. Let's see them. Okay. Hmm. Now, anyone that was not born in Astoria, somewhere outside like California, raise your hands. 
Yes. I need to go to the bathroom. Okay, we can go. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. Well, that was a long way to show yeah, clip. Oh my uh, goodness. That was scooted down along. <laughs> There's a few gaps in that one. Anyway, today is National Kindergarten Day, and my that goodness. was Kindergarten Cop, if anybody didn't recognize that. Uh, yeah, actually, that was, uh, you know, they had a lot of uh, uh, controversy about that movie because they said it was too violent, but yet it was portrayed as being, you know, <clears throat> kid-friendly. Well, nothing's too violent back in the 80s and 90s. So well, not, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway. That was this during, like, Arnold's golden years in showbiz. Yeah. He, before, that was... before he became governor and then before the, you know, the illegitimate child scandal brought him down. Ghoul to get to Choppa. The, the housekeeper thing. Yeah. Um, so this day honors the birthday of the man who started the very first kindergarten. His name was Frederick Wilhelm August Froebel. Froebel? Froebel. He was oh. born in 1782 and lived until 1852. In 1837, Froebel started a kindergarten, which means a garden for the children in Blankenburg, Germany. Kindergarten was designed to smoothly transition children from home to school. The first kindergarten in the U.S. opened in 1856 in Watertown, Wisconsin. But it wasn't until 1873 that it started becoming part of the public school systems in the country. So, hmm. so you know, the originator of kindergarten was in Germany. How about that? I wonder what he grew in his garden. Uh, Kids. Cockle shells. And <laughs> Kids. Silver bells. Um, <laughs> it takes a lot of patience to be able to be a kindergarten teacher. That's oh. what makes that movie so funny <laughs> with Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right. The next day is, this is a good one. National yellow bat day. Yeah, yellow bat day. Yellow bat day. When I first saw it, I'm thinking, okay, is it, what is it about baseball or, but um, actually, on this day in 1967, the Army activated the 265th Army Security Agency Company, Airborne, with the 101 Airborne Division at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. The official insignia of the uh, 265th is a bat outstretched wings on a full moon rising with the motto, Through the Night, below. So, um, yeah. that's, and, and the bat is yellow. The symbol of the bat is yellow. Symbolically, the bat represents mystery and secrecy due to its nocturnal nature. The bat fittingly describes the intelligence support provided by the army security agency battalion. So that's why it's national yellow bat day. And then the last, Hmm. Interesting. Yes. 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 Well, that's one for the books. Uh, National Administrative Professionals Day. I swear we've had one of these days already. Didn't we have? I think some... we have one every month. Uh, yes. um, I th th they're, they're like common in April. Are they? Well, yes. 
It's also known as Secretary's Day or Admin Day. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it recognizes the work of secretaries, admin assistants, receptionists. You know, uh, bookkeepers, yes. Yeah, any any admin supportive professionals, it says. So hats off to them. And, of course, these are, well, it's after midnight, so it is today, right? Today is the uh, 21st. It is. All right, that was the last one of that little group, Dennis Lee. Right, boy, the boys are still awake. Up. Yeah, it's getting kind of smoky in here. Uh, <laughs> are they roasting wieners? Well, January. Let's start the year off right. February. Oh, you're my little Valentine. March. Gonna march you right down the aisle. April. You're the Easter bunny when you smile. Oh, yeah. Appreciate that, boys. Thank you, boys. Uh, make sure not to leave any of that behind. We're getting in trouble. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> just by association. Jeez. <laughs> well, and I've even got my tablet handy, too. Um, but the thing is, is, I would probably play the Stars version, which is completely different from the version y'all normally play. No. But I would probably do the verse of, like, the January to December, which I might let y'all take another listen to. Well, who's that now? It's a group called the Stars. Okay. Um, that that could always be another alternative if you if y'all decide to. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I think I've DM'd it to you on Twitter, of course. Okay. Yes. I'll take a look at it, sir. And then um, the the tablet came in handy tonight on tonight's slightly serious show since. Since, since him and the other half are are traveling, and I used it to do the Nancy Pelosi soundbite, like you know, with the with the Derek Chauvin verdict today, and then and also replaying like a, a clip of like Maxine Waters and the riot statement she made three years ago. Mm. You yeah. know that, and and then reading off a story at the beginning of the show, and then reading off trivia questions and answers. You know, so I got that. Yeah, with leftover appreciation day money from last month. Nice. I, that way I'm not stuck with just one device. There you go. All right, carrying on as usual. Yeah, I, I thought about uh talking about the the verdict tonight, but it's so soon I, I kinda wanna let it go through the yeah, news yeah. cycle tomorrow and so we'll have lots of idiotic statements we can probably talk about either tomorrow yeah, come Thursday. Well, or Thursday. Thursday says um, tomorrow is Rocky Wednesday. Yeah. Um, all right. So the first story is uh, from Mike Huckabee's uh, morning edition today, I believe. And um, it's about Officer uh, Brian Sicknick, you know, who died in the Capitol. 
or, or it was one of the Capitol police that died. I would say he didn't die in the Capitol. But before I do that, I'm going to play an audio of just a few. Um, I think these are all on CNN. Uh, these are some of the comments that were made right after Sicknick died back in January. Let's see if I can do this properly. Officer Brian Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher during the hours-long attack. They beat a Capitol Police officer to death with a fire extinguisher. Officer Brian Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher during the fight. He died at the age of 42 after he was bludgeoned with a fire extinguisher. So did you get all those descriptions? I mean, that's what was being said back at the time. Bludgeoned, beaten to death. So. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they were all over the news and there was, there was tons more than that. But anyway, this is from Mike Huckabee. He writes in his column today. Now they tell us Officer Brian Sicknick died of natural causes. About a week ago, three months after Officer Sicknick's death in the aftermath of the January 6th Capitol Hill security breach, we reported that a cause of death for him has had still not been made public. That seemed especially odd since Sicknick's body had to have been cremated before February the 2nd, as it wasn't his body that lay in honor inside the Capitol Rotunda, as news reports had said, but his urn. Normally, a body is not cremated until a, uh, a cause of death has been determined and a death certificate issued. Yet over two months after his cremation, we still hadn't been told the cause of death. His family really wanted to know, and even they were left in the dark. Recall that Sicknick is the officer who allegedly was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher by a Trump rioter inside the Capitol building and killed by blunt force trauma. The New York Times published that story, dripping with emotion, two days after the rally. At the time, there were eyewitness reports, which turned out to be mistaken, of Sicknick being carried out on a gurney, blood gushing from a head wound. The media went wild with the idea that a Trump supporter had killed a member of law enforcement. There were reports that a member of the Capitol Hill police force had been beaten to death with a fire extinguisher. And President Trump had incited this, of course. In fact, reference to the death by fire extinguisher was even included in the subsequent House impeachment documents against him. Then on Monday, a day in which the headlines were completely dominated by closing arguments in the Derek Chauvin case, they finally chose to release the cause of death for Sicknick. And so it's official. Officer Sicknick wasn't killed by blow from a fire extinguisher at all, nor was he the victim of any other injury. He was not hit at all. The day after the event, he suffered two strokes and died of natural causes. I have no proof for what I'm about to say, but it's my contention that the actual case of the actual cause of death has been known for some time, and that someone was deliberately holding it back, waiting for a moment in the news cycle when it could be released with as little attention as possible. Monday was such a time. 
Investigative reporter Glenn Greenwald commented Monday in a series of tweets. The fire extinguisher story had months to build in the media long after it was determined that witness reports about a gash on Sicknick's head were wrong. One other theory being pursued was that Sicknick had suffered some kind of delayed reaction to pepper spray or bear spray. But as Greenwald reports, according to medical examiner Francisco J. Diaz, the autopsy found no evidence the 42-year-old officer suffered any allergic reaction to chemical irritants, which would have caused Sicknick's throat to quickly seize. That's also something that would have been known right away. The fact that there was no evidence or internal or external injuries would have been known sometime in January before the body was cremated. Greenwald tweeted a... Uh, tweeted a produced montage of media stories with his comment, just look at his short excerpt of how we drowned in a totally false story for a full month, one that was crucial to the narrative because only Sicknick could be said to have been killed by deliberate violence by pro-Trump protesters. Greenwald, who himself comes from the left politically, has, has had an epiphany about what they're doing to destroy free speech and substitute false narratives and how they detest him for it. As he tweeted, the corporate media lies to you constantly because they only care about pleasing the political ideology and flattering the preconceptions of their audience. Substack and similar platforms allow truth to be aired, which is why they hate it. So it just goes on a little bit more about uh, Substack and, and, and some of the articles that you find there. But so it appears that it's official that Officer Sicknick was not killed by blows by fire extinguisher or as a result of being sprayed with uh, pepper spray or bear spray. Bear spray, that's the first time I saw that in, in any report but he died of natural causes. But, you know, you listen to that stuff and then you know that those things that get said by the media hang in a lot of people's minds forever. And, and they're immediately convinced that, you know, Trump supporters went in there and killed this guy and you can't change their mind about it. And they'll probably never see the story that officer Sicknick died of natural causes. No. And they don't want to see it. And that's an injustice. And the fact, and you'll never hear them go back and say, well, we were wrong about that. We apologize. No, no. It's a fact until you prove me wrong otherwise. Well, <clears throat> there's a, um, there's an article by the Washington Examiner about what happened today about Democrats abandoning the justice system in favor of intimidation and instigation. And this is an article by Eddie Scary. Um, Scary? Yeah, Eddie Scary. Um, and uh, look, we're throwing it out there, and, and everybody can debate it amongst themselves. Um, and the article goes, it should be taken for granted now Um that when Democrats say they want justice for any of their little causes, 
what they mean is the judge and jury better do what they say or else. Now, you see, Democrats and social justice liberals don't care about justice. They actually despise it, the article says. If they want real justice, they would do what we've always done in America, bring their grievances to court, argue the merits of their cause, and then trust the judges and the juries to render a verdict. That's the process. And even if it's not perfect, it's the best we can do. It's worked for hundreds of years. Yeah, you know, as a sidebar, yeah, of course, things will slip through the cracks. But that's not the point here. That's not what Democrats do anymore, though, the article says. Now they incite mobs and riots in order to intimidate judges and juries into rendering the rulings and verdicts they believe to be right. Major cities across the United States are once again boarded up as a jury readies to deliver its verdict in Derek Chauvin's trial. And trust me, it's not because business owners and landlords are ready to take to the streets in the name of Chauvin. There's not a single person who will bash a window or assault a cop in response to Chauvin's conviction for the murder of George Floyd. No, the destructive and violent rioting will result if and only if there's an acquittal or even if there is a lesser conviction on the manslaughter charge. And this obviously was written before it was announced today. Though Democrats and liberals in the media have made it clear that anything less than a murder conviction is unacceptable. They have it set up so that an acquittal will mean that something was wrong, that something was unfair, and, of course, that racism is the reason why. On Tuesday, the jury is only on its full day of deliberating whether Chauvin is responsible for Floyd's death. Democrats won't admit it, but Chauvin's defense attorney made a compelling case that Floyd died because, thanks in part to a toxic mix of lethal drugs, in Floyd's system, his severely diseased heart simply gave out under stress. We're supposed to trust that the jury heard the facts at hand and will now reach a fair decision. Democrats don't want to wait for that. Philonis Floyd, George Floyd's brother, said Tuesday on NBC that President Joe Biden called him the previous day, letting us know that he was praying for us and hoping that everything would come out to be okay. Let's not pretend we don't know what that means. Did Biden call the Chauvin family to offer his prayers and well wishes? Of course not. You probably laugh at the idea. By calling the Floyd family, Biden was signaling where his sympathies lie, and it's with a conviction. Lest there be any doubt, he said Tuesday in the Oval Office, no less, that he hoped the jury reached the right verdict because he found the case against Chauvin overwhelming. Democratic Representative Maxine Waters of California took to the streets last weekend just a few miles from where Chauvin's trial is taking place and did her best to further agitate Black Lives Matter's activists. We're looking for a guilty verdict, she raged, and we're looking to see if all of the talk that took place and has been taking place after they saw what happened to George Floyd, if nothing does 
not happen, then we know that we've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. She turned up the stove, adding, I hope that we are going to get a verdict that will say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we cannot go away. We've got to get more confrontational. Former President Barack Obama last week called Chauvin a murderer. Both the comments from Waters and Obama were made before the jury in Chauvin in the Chauvin's trial were even sequestered for deliberation. They likely heard leaders of the Democratic Party demanding a conviction, and with it, an implicit threat if there isn't one. There is nothing short of intimidation and incitement. It's not the way the justice system is supposed to work, and it should terrify everyone. Someday it could be you on trial. I thought that was a very important article, be it whatever, however you feel how that should have played out. They weren't letting the justice system work. They had already, everybody had already made their mind up and pressed the decision. Can you imagine being one of those jurors or being the judge? They've already they've already gone to um, different prosecutors, um, didn't they? Go they may not have been on this trial, but it was on another trial. They went to um, one of the appointed attorneys' houses and had been out in front of their house. I mean, yeah, I think so. How how are you supposed to have a fair trial at this point? If we were talking about any other trial, and there had been so much exposure they would have had to move this trial several different times from what's been going on. Well, yeah, and they, they talked about that today, uh, whether or not the judge should have allowed the trial to be moved to another location. Um, and they also talked about how hard it was to find jurors for this trial because so many people that were up for jury duty uh, were too afraid. And, and right. And, and I agree with you slightly. It's, and it's when you have the president of the United States already telling people what they should think. In a case that's this high profile, what does that say about us as a country that, you know, that we, we totally have no faith in the justice system at all. They want to defund the police. They don't trust our judicial system. Well, we were talking about Ashley Babbitt last week slightly and, and the fact that they refused to uh, give us the name of the police officer that shot Ashley Babbitt. And, um, and there's really not much, much detail at all, but we know that if, if, if it was a different situation that it would be all over the news and you'd know where they right. live, and right. um, oh, yeah. it's it's hypocrisy, but nobody seems to be able to do anything about it. I don't know how this police officer can can uh, have their name kept secret when everybody else that that shoots someone, every officer that shoots somebody in this country, it uh, it's known. But of course, then they decided he didn't do anything wrong, so. I guess if there's not going to be a trial, then there's no reason for them to let well, his name get out. 
And here's what's going to happen. See, the most of what I understand today, and I may have to look into it further, he's up to the, the, the he has possible up to 40 years in prison. Now, Chauvin. The, yeah, and that's the next, that's the next. It wasn't just that he's guilty. Now, if he gets a light sentence, that's going to be an automatic green light to start burning stuff down or rioting uh, again because. Or the, or the conviction gets overturned on the count of, right. you know, there's, there should have been a mistrial. or Yeah, there's know. going to be an appeal. Of course, when you got Maxine Waters, when you've got the President of the United States mm-hmm. weighing and Nancy in on Pelosi. it. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi, every political figure on the left is saying that this guy murdered George Floyd and should yeah. get the maximum penalty that is allowed. How can they have a fair trial? Um, I'm going to play a soundbite of Maxine Waters from three years ago. Um, and I think this is going to have people wondering if she forgot about this. Take a listen. If you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you And that came from from CBS out of Los Angeles. So I guess the question is, you know, did Maxine Waters, you know, forget about it? Like some might would even bluntly ask, is it a sudden case of amnesia or dementia or she have selective memory? You know, what is really going on? I don't know. Did you hear the story today that she had requested a police escort to protect her when she went up there? Because Mm -hmm. which is, you know. More well, yeah, yeah, the the, the 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 police escort to protect her, you know, and and the people and and her entourage riding in her quote unquote fancy limousine. I, I would imagine, but I digress. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. What, you know what? what um, the Nancy Pelosi piece. I can play that for y'all on th- Thursday show since tomorrow's Wacky Wednesday. <clears throat> Thank you, Eric. Um. You know, do do um, I think that there's that he should have gotten off scot free? I don't know about that, but I don't agree with the way the whole thing was handled. I completely disagree with the way the whole thing was handled, and that uh-huh. you, you that was no that was no um, a good example of how our justice system is supposed to work in the United States of America. Justice is supposed and, to be blind. That's it. That's it. And they did not let it be blind. And it's like with Lady Justice, they're ripping off her blindfold is what it is. That's it. No, they told everybody exactly what they needed to believe, exactly how with how they needed to uh, to rule on the whole thing. And I bet those jurors were scared to death that if they um, if even one of them came up and, and, you know, yeah, you don't think people wouldn't find out who they were. Well, they would have to move. I would probably move anyway, but, uh, yeah, they would probably have to move. Yeah. Out of fear of being doxxed because you have, you know, have these, like, professional agitators who would be like, um, you know, they're very quick to dox in an effort to to silence their most harshest critics and, and enemies and anybody who, who dares to go against them or dares to stand well, in their way. 
Look at the, the idiot um, Cuomo, not uh, not the governor, but his stupid brother. Chris. What, um, the yeah, Chris, a.k.a. Fredo. You know, people won't get it until uh, until white people, you know, more white kids or uh, white individuals start dying. No, he, he did say white kids, white people's children. Did he say children. white kids? He said yeah, white so people's children white people's will have children. to die before well, we will understand. Well, guess what, uh, Cuomo? You're freaking white, <laughs> you asshat. Maybe you need to look in the mirror. So you're talking, you're putting your kids in there too? <laughs> I, mean, I don't see how people like that can look look at themselves in the mirror because that's just beyond me. Yeah. You know, I and mean, be proud of themselves. Well, and you know, just I, I just don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. Well, do, the, do exactly, they exactly slightly? You ask yourself, do, does Chris Cuomo actually believe that crap he says, or does he do it because that makes you know that's what the left does, that's what the liberals do? I don't know. I you think know, he's maybe, getting paid you know, to do he, that. He's getting paid to, and he's been, but he's been. The, I was going to say, well, maybe the coronavirus and that high temperature he had jacked his head up, but he's been that way his whole time. So, you um, know, and, it obviously runs you know, in the um, Cuomo family. And and I think, um, you know, Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon's you know, homework assignment every night is to read Solinsky's Rules for Radicals, if you've ever heard of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, old, old Lemonhead, I mean, they can all go and, jump um, off and, a cliff. And basically, it's like, you know, if, if you ask, like, how long are y'all going to continue to assign this for homework? And it's like their bosses are going to say for however long it takes for the message to sink in. But I well, digress. One of the things that I, I watched after they gave the verdict today or watched the clip of it and and I looked at the crowd because they kept scanning the crowds outside. And it's almost like the people... I mean, this is just an impression. It's almost like some of them were disappointed that they weren't going to get to tear some shit up tonight. Right. They're like, well, you uh, know, I got, I got a list right here of all the stuff I needed to get. Now, but I have to call up the wife and tell her, well, you know what? We're out of luck. We're going to have to wait till Christmas. But um, th then some of the leaders got to the microphone and said, okay, well, this isn't over. This isn't justice. This is just the beginning, you know, and, and we've well, got. Well, uh, Joe Biden said that. <laughs> Well, yeah, he, he did on the well, phone call he, to the to the Floyd family. Oh, this is just the beginning. Yeah, he's. I a mean, parrot. what were we talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, he's just a uh, damn parrot. Um, I, I, I think he was reading the remarks. You know, they wrote remarks for him to make uh, today when when the verdict was handed down. But uh, these people are already telling you that um, you know we're not done. We're not done. Well, and it's not that I didn't expect Chauvin to get something. It's not that I didn't expect that he would be convicted on all accounts. It's the way, it's the piss poor way it was handled. And if that had happened on any other trial, everybody would have just had, there would have just been a shit storm of people just, you know, raising all kinds of hell because of the influence the influence all the way from the top, from the president well, you of know, the United people, States. People had to be concerned about what was going to happen if 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 he got anything less than just the max uh, max convictions. And then, of course, when the sentencing, and I don't know why it takes them eight weeks to come up with the sentencing, but uh, maybe they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. Oh, they're trying to, they're, they're drawing straws on who's actually going to announce it. 
I mean, so that's <laughs> well, yeah, it's slightly. It's they, I mean, they're more than likely going to have to be an appeal. It was, it was interesting. Candace Owens, I don't know if you ever watch her on Fox, and uh, I, I usually like the comments that she makes, but she made an interesting one today, and she said, Justice, this wasn't about justice today. This wasn't, this trial wasn't about justice. So, she didn't really explain her comments other than I think she was in, insinuating that because of the underlying factors uh, and the fear that people had that if this didn't go a certain way, that uh, it was going to be worse than it's ever been, you know, with the rioting and, you know, and, 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 it's, and we joke about it, uh, you know, get, uh, getting thrown out, but it very could be, it very well could, um, you know, all this exposure could Come back and bite him in the ass. Well, True. So, and just wait what will happen after that's announced. But it's just, it was sad. Some of the comments that were being made from people from CNN and so forth about, you know, just, I, but it's true to form. Nothing surprises me what they say. Just like they, they, they'd love to get in there and give you gloom and doom. And, and, and like they did with this, this poor officer sicknick and try to make everybody believe in the country that Trump supporters beat this guy to death, beat this officer right. to death. Right. And it was so far from the truth that it, it just, and I'm really surprised that this came out that this uh, medical examiner, whoever came up with this, result was allowed to put this out after all oh, yeah. of them stepped in it and said that he was beaten to death. It's pretty sad when your weatherman is more truthful and correct than your major media outlets. It's pretty sad because they only have to get it right 50% of the time. <laughs> and they're, they're, they're counting less than they're, they're looking less than that right now. And it's usually not life and death if we get it wrong. Right. Yeah. It, it, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that, but that's why I really wasn't going to comment too much tonight about it. Cause I wanted to hear what all these buffoons are going to say tomorrow. I mean, they're going to be speculating between yeah. now and, and when the verdict comes out mm-hmm. now, all it's right. going to, the speculation is going to be, well, if they don't give him 40 years or, or the max and people are going to be rioting. So no matter what they do, people are going to be rioting and they were so- ready today. Oh yeah. Well now so now everybody's gonna be intimidated on every major case um to uh to vote a certain way or they'll burn the city down. What's the um I, I saw a uh, poor Jesse Jackson. I don't know if anybody saw him. Uh they just a clip. He wasn't talking or he's talking to the crowd, but they had to help him down off of whatever he was standing on. I mean, he looked really frail. And what's that um, other other guy? Um, Al Sharpton. Oh, the guy that lost all Sharpton. The yeah, Sharpton. Did, did you see the, the the picture of Sharpton? Uh, I think it was yesterday, or it could have been Sunday. But he was headed to, uh, you know, he was headed to go up to the trial, and he was getting on his private jet. <laughs> so so much for carbon footprint from uh, him. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I got a footprint for him. Um, you know, and the thing about Jesse Jackson, he, he's in his early 80s, I believe. 
about, right. about 81 or 82 years old, I believe. Let's check. He looked pretty and, frail. Um, I, I don't think he's – it sounds to me like he's not doing too good. Um, mm. Louis Farrakhan is, I think, like 87 or 88 years old, and Al Sharpton is in his uh, late 60s. Yeah, well, I, I'm – I, I get excited every time Al Sharpton talks, but not for the reason you might think. Easy. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's just such a waste of air. Yeah. Uh, and all he well, wants I to do is make it worse. I think get your blood boiling a little bit. Well, you know, I, when I saw him headed towards his private jet and then that caption that he was headed up there, I said, you know, you better not let AOC know that you're getting on a private jet. Oh, AOC said today that this wasn't even justice. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, I saw that little clip. Yeah. So, well, you know, she'll never be happy. Yeah, never be happy. Not until, well, I, I don't really know what it's going to take to make them happy. I just hope that we don't make them happy. I hope we don't allow them yeah. to be happy next well, year. She should just go home and make some Jaeger bombs. I'm, I bet she's pretty good at that. Jaeger bombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she 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 was a bartender. Remember? Uh, oh, that's bartender. true. That's true. Yeah, she knows a lot about slinging the nuts too. I mean, uh, served a lot <laughs> hey, of peanuts I'm, in her day I, at the I, old I, bar I wouldn't there, be a, so. be one of her like bar patrons anytime soon. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> and probably neither would y'all. Yeah, he slightly says Kamala seems happy. Well, you know. Um, get AOC down there to the meetings. And... I'm waiting for her to show up at the border. I, I, <laughs> or Ooh, even Kamala go, is clearly <laughs> nowhere to be found. Oh, Kamala, Central Central She's America, not going anywhere near the border. It may be on the border, which is a yeah. Mexican place here in it in Atlanta. Yeah, she's not going anywhere near the border. Uh, she probably doesn't want to be tagged with it because it's gonna whoever's going to be saddled with that. Um, they're going to blame everything that's wrong on them, and she's not going to take that blame. Uh-uh. Uh, well. Yeah. Yeah, well, so tomorrow will be interesting in the news. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there'll be all kinds of opinions about what should be and should have been done and and what they're going to do with Chauvin, how many years he's going to get. And... Well, I'm sure someone will say, well, there just wasn't enough, uh, there just wasn't enough protests last night. What yeah, nothing. Jack, what, 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 what can we do to ramp this up? All these people standing around with uh, Campbell soup in their hands, and they had nothing to do with it. Yeah, uh, you know what are they going to talk about when the riots start calming down? I mean, they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to do something. You know. Unfortunately, I don't think that they're going to have a shortage of material, and hopefully, not more of these kinds of situations, but they'll find something. Yeah. Um, even if it's Georgia voting law. All right. Yeah. Well, Eric, you want to well, give um, us some shout outs? Well, um, you know, we certainly appreciate, of course, Jess Duck, the dude, Sean, BP 49, James from the slightly serious show, Corazon, AKA for second heart. Um, Pastor Renato and Moxie Sasquatch and a special visitor tonight, nonsense passwording, Goigis and the Dark Bear and 
patients. And I believe that was the, you know, I believe the real Robert, you know, came in and Ravi and Samurai, you know, we, we certainly appreciate you. And, and of course we appreciate the trolls for boosting the engagement numbers as always. Um, and thank you, of course, to other friends of Trace Talk who are listening to these published episodes on, on download. Um, but here on Podbean Live, um, you, you've got you know, a great line of friends and shows, um, including around 6 a.m. Eastern time, you've got Larry the Freedom Warrior who does the Freedom Fighter podcast. And then also usually during the, the morning hours, you'll have the Ralph William podcast. Hopefully, you know, he, he's doing a show in the morning um, and, um, unless his schedule may be a little bit sporadic for the time being. 10 a.m. Eastern time, you've got the Chit Chat with the Old Man, which is part of the Old Man's podcast with Dina, Joe, and Eric. And that'll be followed at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time by the John DeVito Show. And throughout the day, you, you can always be on the lookout for names like Milk Dog 2020, um, as well as, you know, uh, other names like Lara and Luce Communication Station and Accidental Chaos pink squirrels whose podcast is this anyway and you know and uh you know and lady me is a day in the life of me and 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 crazy town um weekdays at 7 p.m Eastern time you know is coming this culture with our good friend jeremy and wednesday evening him and cubella kate will have a have an interesting show where they're going to d- dispel the myths and rumors about like the the Q- QAnon, like what is right and what is wrong and and participants are invited to come in with an open mind. Um, you know, in prime time, you'll have names like Chris doing the forgotten tunes, Chuck and Billy doing not your cup of tea. And as well as Corey and Mike Tampa Bay doing the uncommon sense radio, um, weekdays and weeknights at nine thirty PM Eastern time. You've got the slightly serious show with, which, you know, you'll, you'll definitely see me a part of. And, um, and then come up, coming up with the week weekend, um, Wednesdays and Fridays, you've got Frankie D's crib at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And then on Fridays and Saturdays, you have names like Lyrical Laxatives, the It's Doomsday podcast, may, maybe an impromptu episode of the Pirate Radio podcast, and um, Chris Unplugged doing two peas in a podcast, and David doing Mysteries of the Paranormal, and, and, and another hot podcast show here on Podbean is Torch doing the the crow show, you know, so, so definitely take flight with him and a lot along with the trophy show being the other hot show on Podbean at the moment. And then Brian and Rebecca's planet ADHD podcast. And then, and then nonsense password doing, doing his show nightly at midnight East Eastern time, even though like four, four, four of those nights were on opposite him. Um, so, and then of course, poetic doing the Holy shift, definitely be on the lookout for impromptu shows and, the old man's Friday night music show and, and shout outs also to Linga Longa, who's got a great music show and, and other podcast friends that we've not seen on in quite some time. I'm hoping that they're doing well, like, like the gang from the raw report and the almost everything podcasts. And now Dennis Lee has the pleasure of telling you how you can get in touch with, with Trice talk and tall tales in the rabbit hole, as well as the live cast schedule and where you can find previously published episodes. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate that, Eric. Um, yeah, if you'd like to uh, tickle us, uh, shake our hand, anything like that, we'll do that on Twitter. Um, socially distance, uh, 
acceptable. So at Trice Talk WG Moon, if you'd like to give us suggestions uh, about the show or something you'd like to hear us talk about or, you know, complaints or any pictures, let's try to keep them clean. Send those to tristalk 69 pts at gmail.com. You can get us on, uh, and I encourage you to follow us on Facebook, and we have we post a lot of the articles we use on the show, and all the shows are posted there as well. Uh, find us on Facebook at Tristalk. Also find us on Spotify at Tristalk and Amazon Music at Tristalk. And um, we are on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern. And um, with many pods in between, and Donald Wayne, I mean, really, you have been burning it up with many pods, um, and you're getting a lot of uh, a lot of good reactions to those. So there's keep so up much the good work, sir. Fodder out there right now, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so much fodder! Uh, so much fodder! It. Yeah, so um, much. If uh, you know, if you feel like you need to get weird, um, you know, try to keep most of your clothes on. But come on over to Tall Tales in the Rabbit Hole. Uh, we're on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday um, at 9.30 p.m. Eastern or thereabouts before Tristalk comes on with impromptu shows and music shows here and there as well. Um, and look, uh, we love you. We, we appreciate you being here. We couldn't do it without you, and thank you so much. We're going to have to have one of those life talks again, aren't we? we- <laughs> I think we're way past I love you, and God bless you, everybody. Um, talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> all this closed stuff. Yeah, we're way past that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we appreciate everybody spending time with us tonight. And um, um, I, I did send you an email, by the way, Donald Wayne, about oh, – okay. um, you know, like like when you schedule your show, you should have the option to invite you know callers and co-hosts you know mm-hmm. via via email. Um, that way, um, like whenever like me and Dennis come in, you don't have to approve our call every time. You know, like if we hit the call button, it should automatically bring us up. And then I know you do the same for Crimson and Lej since they are like very trusted friends of the show. But, but I think that's something maybe worth exploring. You know, I, I've seen that Eric and. Um... I mean, if that makes it easier, certainly. Uh, I, I haven't played with it, honestly. I, I, but I, I, mean, I think it, it might, But, it you know, but the thing is, you got to make sure you have the correct email address, like for Dennis, that's tied to his, like, Podbean account. Same with LEJ and Crimson. Right. That, well, that way there's no confusion. And then you got my email address. Yeah, fortunately, I have everybody's that you just mentioned. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll look at that. If, if that certainly would make it make it a little smoother. And we need smoothness. <laughs> every once in a while that, that, that way um because like if you have like other people call in um y- y- your rule would probably be is like you at least you and dennis want to get to know them in the chat first yeah um yeah but we, i'm about ready to go ahead and let you do your closing thoughts we, right? you know we'd like to have some colors we just um we've had some lately that are questionable so we've been yeah been been, been a little bit of a challenge but anyway tonight's closing thought is um before you judge a man walk a mile in his shoes after that who cares he's a mile away and you've got his shoes and that's a comment from billy Connolly, 
that's that comedian. Um, I think he's a, I think he's British. I believe, you know who I'm talking about? Dennis Lee. I do. Actually. Billy Connolly. <laughs> Eric, have you ever heard of Billy Connolly? I don't think I have. No, he's, he's funny, he, but I, I think he is English. Isn't he Dennis? Yes, he is. All right. Well, again, <laughs> Uh, thanks Enjoyed for spending time with, with us evening. tonight, everybody. And uh, Dennis Lee, if you want to get the lights, I got a little ditty to get All us right. out of here. I'm going to uh, pull the chain right now, fellas. Remember tomorrow's, or oh, it's tonight is Wacky Wednesday. Whoa. <laughs> yep. All right. Stay Good safe, night, everybody. everybody. I want to dance by water beneath the Mexican sky. Drink some margaritas by some blue lights Listen to the mariachi play at midnight Are you with me? Are you with me? Listen to the mariachi play at midnight. Are you with me? Are you with me? Margaritas by Snow Blue Light.